Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Uh, John and I were chatting a bit before this particular episode saying, man, you know, how, how, how much do you cover? I mean, the, these verses are all so rich and we could spend days on any one of these verses and, and maybe we should. Uh, but the purpose of this, of this uh, particular podcast is just to work our way at a, at a decent pace uh, through these books in the Bible. Obviously, in epistles, we work a little bit more slowly because they're they're packed with teaching truth. And sometimes when we do the narrative passages, uh, we go a little bit more quickly or cover larger swaths at one time. But either way, we want to make sure that we're doing justice to the Word of God in a consequential way. So here we are in 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 9. So if you want to follow along, we're in verse number 9. And the Bible says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Okay, the word manifest means to made known. Here's how the God's love was, was made known to us. Here's how it appeared in our lives. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So whether, whether we talk about John 3.16 or 1 John 3.16 or 1 John 4 and verse 9, it just seems like whenever God comes back to in his word, what is the essence of God's love? The answer is always Jesus. That's a powerful truth, Pastor. You know, that just, I mean, we could park there for a long time and just talk about that. That is the core truth that, that God wants us to understand. God came and he died for us that we might be reconciled to him. And to think that God's love was so great that he would come and die for us, it, it, people would not make this kind of love up because the fact that God who is perfect would truly love those who are unlovely. And, and I can't truly comprehend how unlovely I am in God's sight because all I know is sin. I, I don't truly know the perfection that God exists in as holy, absolutely. But God loved us. And when we contemplate that every day, that will compel us to live for him. And it's interesting, John, because I was listening to what you were just saying. And I don't know if you caught this, audience, but as John talked about the love of God, he talked about the love of God's son, that he gave himself for us, that he died upon that cross, that he was willing to leave heaven to come to earth. And so often when we talk about love at Calvary. We talk about Jesus loves me, this I know, but that's really not what this passage is saying, not this verse, because it says this, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. And so does Jesus love us? Of course he does. Uh, uh, does the Holy Spirit of God love us? Of course he does. But specifically the love that John is illustrating in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, is the love of a father that would send his, send his son to die. And I know what some people say. They're like, well, is that really love? I mean, the greater love is, is Jesus. I mean, giving his life. I mean, it's a relatively easier thing to, to, to send somebody else to die. But is it? Is it? I, I have three sons. It would be much easier for me 
to say, I'm going to die than to send my son to die. If you gave me a thousand opportunities to die or have my son die, I would die every one of those times. Why? Because I love my son too much to let him die for you. You know, maybe I would die for you. Maybe I could make that choice, but I wouldn't send him to do that. So think about the love of a father that would, and if this is not sending Jesus against his will, we understand there's perfect unanimity and purpose among the, uh, the Godhead, but what love is this? You know, God so loved the world that he gave. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. So in John 3.16, the father sends. In 1 John 3.16, the son accepts. In 1 John 4 and verse 9, you see kind of both of them. The father sends his son, but the son dies for us. What manner of love is this? Yes, I think you know, what God did in sending his son for us, Pastor, I think of how you know God, God knew what was going to happen. And we can't understand the whole mystery of the cross when Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. But I think when God sent his son, he knew he was sending his son to die for us. He, he knew in doing that, his son would have to become sin for us. And that in that moment when that took place upon the cross, the son and the father would would become estranged. Now, I I can't explain that theologically. I don't know how all that happened, but it is a reality. That's why Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And God knew that ahead of time. And in spite of all that, he loved us so much. He sent his son to die for us, even the very fact of his death, having to have some kind of estrangement in the Godhead. And think about the purpose of God's love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us uh, b- because that he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him, that we might live through him. So the purpose of God sending his son, the purpose of him loving us and giving us the gift of Jesus was that we might live through him, not just have a ticket to heaven, not just receive the possession of everlasting life, but that we might live through him, that we might have a renewed and restored fellowship with God, that we might enjoy the quality of eternal life in Christ. What love is that? That the the entire object in First John chapter four, verse nine, is, is me, is you. We, we are the object of God's love, and God had a love that had a purpose to it. And the purpose was the greatest benefit of the one receiving that love. And I think of the great paradox here, as you were talking about this verse, Pastor, how that Jesus died that we might live. And we find this all throughout the Word of God. My mind goes to Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. where you find many paradoxes given there about He was the one who was bruised. We're the ones that can be healed. And I think, again, just the great love of the Father in sending His Son for us. John stays on that topic in verse 10, where he says, herein is love. We, we would say it this way, this is it. This, this is it. You want to know what love looks like? Here it is. You want to put it in a Petri dish and put it under a microscope? Here it is. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. This was not something that we initiated. This was not something that we Deserved. This was not us looking up at the big, powerful God that has uh, all the control of eternity and saying, oh, I want some of that. I'll love you. I'll worship you. I'll serve you if you will. No, this was the human race walking its own headstrong way. This was me and you 
oblivious to God and living as if he didn't exist and not wanting the authority that he brought and God loving us anyway and God pursuing us and God uh, sending his son for us. And the Bible uses the big word propitiation to be the propitiation for our sin. We talked about this word, word, remember back in chapter two, propitiation, the mercy seat. Uh, the, 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 the way by which God's sense of justice for sins committed can be satisfied. The satisfaction of God's wrath and justice, Jesus, uh, being for us what we could never do, being our lamb, uh, shedding his blood so that God is satisfied Not that we have paid our sins, but that Christ has done it on our behalf and we by faith have entered in. And again, what John is teaching us here is just a fundamental truth to Christianity, but just is very, very profound truth really to think that God would do this and that God, that Jesus Christ became our sin sacrifice. He became the one who became sin for us, that our sins might be forgiven, that we might be reconciled to God, that we might be at one with God and walk with God. And I think what you talked about, Pastor, what you just read even, how that it was not because we desired this, because Romans 3 and chapters 3 and 5 make it very clear that we didn't even seek the true God. Right. When we were yet without strength, we had no ability when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I was the ungodly. You were the ungodly. All people were the ungodly people. But Christ loved us and died for us. And that's the kind of love that God has. Beloved, verse number 11, if God so loved us. So the point here is, is because God so loved us. And now since God so loved us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So this is not just doctrinal truth. Uh, that John is sharing, learning what propitiation means, understanding what the incarnation entails. That's part of it. But remember what I said? Truly understanding doctrine is to understand the purpose of God, is to understand the reasons why. And so when we understand that, if God loved us that way, then we ought also to love one another. What's very interesting is this is the exact application that he made in chapter three. Yes. It's whoso out this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? Let us not love in word and tongue, but in deed and in truth. So we love people because God has loved us. He's our example. He's our empowerment. Uh, This is our priority. It all comes back to loving God by loving people. It reminds us what Jesus tells his disciples in the upper room in John 13 by this. We said it before in this podcast over the, over the, all the episodes a number of times, but by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you have loved one for another, why? Because God has loved us because God's loved us. He expects us as his children to have his kind of love that can be manifested through us through the Holy Spirit's power. And God wants us to every day be cognizant of his love for us and allow that to empower us and to compel us to love those around us. This truly is a high calling. Don't get trapped into the sad cycle of reciprocity. You understand what I mean by that? If we're not careful, love will just become how we respond to other people loving us. 
That is not the Christian life. The Christian life is, okay, I'll do good to you if you do good to me. That's not the Christian life. Or I'll forgive you if you forgive me. I'll make a sacrifice if you make a sacrifice. Hey, I'll meet you halfway. No, that's a worldly philosophy. No, the Bible doesn't teach reciprocity. The Bible teaches pass it on. So if God loved us, we didn't deserve it. We weren't looking for it. Okay, then how do we love others? We love others when they don't deserve it and they're not looking for it. People expect for you to be unkind when they're unkind. They expect for you to be unforgiving when they're unforgiving. They expect for you to ignore them when you ignore them, when they've ignored you. But God's love is, I didn't deserve it. He was good to me. He loved me. He served me. Then you pass that on. The other day, I hate to admit this, and I've got, we're out of time, but I hate to admit this, but John, confession is good for the soul. I was in a Starbucks drive-thru. Now listen, I wasn't getting the regular drip coffee, so I do have standards, but I was in the Starbucks drive-thru. I got up to the, uh, the, the uh, drive-thru window and the lady said, uh, hey, the person ahead of you paid for your order. And ah, it just, wow. There was no way for me to thank them. They had driven away. I wouldn't have known who they were. There was no way for me to have any reciprocity except I said, well, let me pay for the next person's order. <laughs> the problem was the next person's order was a lot more expensive than mine would have been. It didn't make a difference. And God wants us to pass it on in the same way. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Let that be your verse for the, for the day. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.